0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Here are my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Um, hello. Oh, you know what today is? Oh, I know. It's the eve. The eve of fantasy football. Oh, man. All the off-season work, all the study and all the preparations, all the team building—it's upon us. Tomorrow it begins. It counts for real. No more preseason football. No more what ifs and what can be. This is it—the real deal. Put it all together. The, the, the road to the ship starts tomorrow. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to start this year. I'm ready to get it going. I am pumped up. Are you? You know it. Yeah, Yeah. fantasy football is back, baby. That's right. The season is upon us. We're ready to go. Uh, Tomorrow night, New England Patriots, Pittsburgh Steelers, it all starts off there. Mm Mm-hmm. Got a lot of fantasy, uh, you know, aspects in there. You got Antonio
1: Brown, absolutely, man. Big
0: Ben. What will Marcus Wheaton do? Can can't he forget hold off Martavis Bryant. No, we can't.
1: No, nope. can't forget that Tom Brady's actually gonna be playing that game. Tom Brady will be in the yeah, game. He will be.
0: He uh, he fought the law, and the law did not win. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited.
1: Teflon Don over there, <laughs> or Tom, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be good. Uh, I mean, one of the things we can even just think about. You know, you know. Speaking about tomorrow's game, I know we know we have Antonio Brown. He's one of the top end receivers there. Nothing to worry about. I am interested to see how Marcus Wheaton works starting. You know, with uh, Martavis Bryant out, I really don't think he can hold him off. But I mean, they do run a lot of three receiver sets there in Pittsburgh. So I'd I'd like to see if Marcus Wheaton can succeed in the Pittsburgh offense.
1: Well, I mean, if he's going to do it, he's going to have to do it here in these first four games when Martavis Bryant is out because I think once Bryant gets back, if he hasn't established himself in the offense, I think he'll fade into the background. Yes. So this is kind of his four-game audition. See if he can be something. And uh, I guess if you're an owner of him, this is... Start him. Yeah, you start, <laughs> if you need to. Yeah, start him if you need to, but th- you also get a pretty good audition yourself, I think. As well, yeah. yeah.
0: If you're a uh, D'Angelo Williams owner, you're excited, because you actually get to play him for a couple games. <laughs> Yeah.
1: You're like, oh look, I got D'Angelo. Finally, I get to do something. Or or, or you were lucky enough to trade him to the Le'Veon Bell owner for something.
0: Yeah, that's your best bet. Right. You know, hopefully you already kinda jumped on. I saw in all my redraft leagues, all the Le'Veon guys taking
1: D'Angelo Williams later. Yeah. Good I'm like good good maneuver there. Yeah, I mean that's you know ob- an obvious situation right there that you yep. should you should take advantage of.
0: Clear as day. Yep. Clear as day. Big thing I'm looking at tomorrow. Now the one situation I always avoid. It's a new England running back situation.
1: Oh man. Tell me about it. New addition, brand new back. Dion Lewis, Dion Lewis. Yeah. We kind of have him as a little, uh sleeper candidate. I, I think here, I, I don't think a lot of people know who he is. He, he played pretty well for the Brownies uh, you know, a couple preseasons ago, but then he injured himself and ended up getting waved tough and, break, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it happens, um, but he is a talented guy. Uh, and he actually ended up sitting out the third, uh, the the fourth preseason game uh, for New England, which, which is a good sign. Which is a good sign in this in this instance because they wanted to preserve him. I think they're going to end up actually using him in the offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you remember Deion Lewis, I mean, he went to Pittsburgh. He he was a pretty good running back there, and he did look really really good with the Browns in the preseason. And it's like, and this was obviously this was uh, you know a while back here. This was like 2013. It was a
1: couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and then he broke his leg, and he's he's pretty much just disappeared off the map. Right, he, I don't. I don't think he played
1: anywhere in last. fourteen, no. Yeah, and then he and then he came back this year. And he's a he's a smaller scat back type of guy that catches passes really yep. well out of the back. 195. And now Deion Lewis is only twenty four years old. Wow, I didn't, I didn't realize he was that young. He, he must is, have been really young when he, he
0: started. He is that young in two thousand eleven when he came out with Philly. Uh, now this is a guy you know in Philly in two thousand eleven. He had one hundred and two yards on twenty three rushes, good for four point four yards uh only played in 9 games in 2012, you know, 13 rushes, 69 yards, 5.3 yards per carry. So there's not like a lot of tape on him, but I know for sure I watched him intensely when he was with the Browns in the preseason and I was excited about him. I thought he was going to play a major role in the offense before he got hurt. Um it was really depressing they did get hurt cuz it looked like he was going to be kind of like what Duke Johnson's going to be this year for the Browns.
1: How, how do we know what Duke Johnson's going to be for the Browns? He plays for the Browns, buddy. he's going
0: to be sweet. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? All right. My bad. If there's any doubt in your mind, when we're, when de- we're shoving chicken wings in our face. Or we're not going to be high fiving because of Dion Lewis stiff arm and looking explosive. Okay. I'm excited.
1: I hope Duke Johnson does it, man.
0: Well, there's nobody else to do it. It's just Dion. De-
1: <laughs> I can't believe our, our, the, not to go all Browns on us, but yeah, we're supposed to have this awesome running game and we have, Two running backs, right? And now. one's in concussion protocol. One's got a concussion. Yes. Okay. Another also. guy's
0: undrafted. Uh, you know Isaiah Correll from last year, right? Who, you know, in the dynasty community, it's no surprise to us. I mean, if you're gonna pick one that you're gonna have, that's kind of nice. But again, Correll didn't really show anything last year to make me believe like, oh, we've got somebody. We got. We've got something here.
1: I mean I think he I think he showed glimpses, but then he would make little boneheaded mistakes. Like he fumbled a few times where it was kinda costly and I mean, he's got a little jelly in the fingers. Yeah. So I understand why they drafted a guy and I understand why they actually got rid of Terrence West, who they shipped off to Tennessee for a conditional seventh round pick. Obviously they were just gonna cut him. They they, you know, just got <laughs> something for him. So I guess that's good from that respect. But Terrence West was kind of one of those guys that didn't get with the program. He was a knucklehead. He's got to be a douchebag, man. I mean, how big of a knucklehead are you that
0: the Browns trade up for you in the third round the very next year they just give you away? Right. I mean, how bad are you in the locker room for that
1: to happen? Well, he was in the doghouse even last year and was inactive for a game because he couldn't get his act together. So, obviously, it was one of those things where, you know, he gets drafted by the GM on potential and then once the coaches actually get him they're like "eh, never mind and then the next year the gms like yep you're right never mind see ya him and Ben tate got into
0: it last year uh one of the big reasons they shipped off tate cuz him and west couldn't uh you know coexist right uh i know and I, you know here in cleveland you know there's a report you know terrence west came out uh, everybody in their pads. He didn't have his pads on. He got an argument with the coaches, went back out, put his pads back on. So, obviously, this guy lives in his own world, right. you know, coming from Towson, where he thinks he's the greatest thing ever because he scored 41 touchdowns uh, his last year there. And now he goes to Tennessee, and, I mean, there's a chance for him. I mean, he, he showed flashes where he doesn't look – he looks like he's a jag, but right. enough where he could play to, in a level where you're not you just cutting bait on him.
1: Well, he dances too much. That's his problem. When he runs downhill and he just gets to, gets through the line of scrimmage, he looks great. But then he'll always try to stretch plays outside and he dances around in the backfield and he doesn't go anywhere. So it's no. like one of those maddening guys where you're like, yeah. just—he's a running back, not Michael Jackson, right? Exactly. Get together. <laughs> that, that, that's Terrence West. Exactly. I heard him. Um, so let's
0: talk about a running back that actually has potential this year, not Terrence West. Okay. Because uh, I really don't really think i think he will be the backup in tennessee but that doesn't really excite me either no um but Deion lewis yep somebody that might be on your waiver wire right now somebody you're gonna want to pick up and somebody you're gonna want to watch tomorrow night if, I, if you're listening to this on friday how'd dion lewis do i literally i up.
1: literally picked him up um in in one of our dynasty leagues yesterday yeah or two days ago
0: oh see I, yeah yeah my problem right now again, like doing all these drafts and being in all these leagues and trying to get them all ready for the season is I can't really.
1: Yeah, you can't follow. Like, oh, it's killing me. Yeah, it's I got all these people
0: sending me messages. Hey, this uh, the PPR is not set here. And, oh, this isn't set up here. And I'm like, oh, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I right, got right. kids and stuff, too. I got to take care <laughs> kids of Kids and stuff. Yeah, I got to run a website. Man. I got to run a business. I got to run my family. I got to get yelled at by my wife. Yeah, man. Football, but it's okay because football is around the corner. Football
1: is here.
0: It's my, uh, it's my drug of choice. Yes, yes, sir. It makes me feel so good.
1: I think most of the people listening's drug of choice is football.
0: That's why they're listening. Yep, true statement. Thank you for listening. Yeah,
1: thanks for choosing our same drug.
0: Well, we dropped this knowledge on you about (laughs) Dion Lewis.
1: I feel like I'm a pusher now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. You want this Lewis? Come on. You want this D. Lewis? But yeah, you should pick him up. I mean, redraft leagues, dynasty leagues. You're you're talking about a guy right now that you'll be able to pick up, and I think you'll have a good idea pretty much early of where Deion Lewis is going to stand. I mean, remember uh, Shane Vereen last year finished as a top 20 fantasy running back. Exactly.
1: I mean, all his value is going to be PPR most of the time. I mean, except for these first, what is it, LeGarrette Plunts out week just one. one. Yeah. So, I mean, this week he'll probably have slightly inflated numbers compared to the rest of the year going forward, but he's going to be the passing down guy.
0: Yeah, and in PPR leagues that has...
1: He still has value.
0: Really good value. Right. So if Shane Vereen, now a lot of people are saying, oh, James White's going to fill that role. I kind of see Deion Lewis filling that role.
1: I think, I think, the I think Patri- he's the back you want to own in England. I think England. the Patriots tipped their hand when, when they didn't play him in the fourth preseason game at all. Yeah,
0: it's a good call there because I didn't even notice that until you told me that. Yeah. Dropping knowledge on me. Yeah, you know. I think Deion Lewis is the back. I'm not a really
1: big blunt fan really at all. I, don't, I mean, he's, he's just like down a... touchdown dependent. He's a thumper. He doesn't catch balls out of the backfield. Punches people in the face. Yeah, I mean, when people aren't looking, he jacks them in the yeah, face. Bug
0: life. <laughs> I mean, if you had to pick one running back in New England right now, who would you want?
1: Uh, Deion Lewis, yeah. Yes. I mean, just because I think he's going to be able... They're going to want to pass the ball, and they only have two guys on the outside right now that are proven, and Rob Gronkowski. And really, Danny Amendola isn't all that proven. He's proven that he... Can barely stay stay healthy in the league.
0: That's what he's that's what he's shown me. Right. Injury prone. Right. Him and Aaron Foster hang out a lot.
1: So they're gonna need people to catch passes. And I think deon Lewis is gonna pick up some of that slack.
0: I do agree too. I think Deion Lewis is a great pickup. I guarantee out of the thousands of people that are listening right now, I'd say fifty percent of you guys have Deion Lewis on your waiver wire. I would say so. Make it happen, folks. Yeah. Go out make there. Make it
1: happen. Go out there and make a move for some, you know, drop some scrub off the bottom of your roster.
0: So that's a Thursday night game. That's a good. That's a you know, a lot of action right there. A lot of, lot to see what's going on here. Some early pickups right there. Uh, I want to see Aaron Dobson see if he gets some playing time there as well. Uh, and then comes along Sunday. I cannot.
1: Oh, oh my God! It's gonna Ugh. be an extravaganza.
0: I just got a little. I got goose pimples. Oh man! Mm. Goose Ooh. pimples.
1: You ever, ever you ever call them goose pimples compared to goose bumps? Uh, no, I'm a goose bumps type of person.
0: Yeah, I only say goose pimples when I'm gonna be silly. Yeah, like so. mostly to the wife, and then she tells me I'm not funny. <laughs> My
1: Yeah. My wife constantly tells me not to tell jokes because she says it's yeah. not funny.
0: Everybody laughs at
1: my jokes, but my wife. I know. What's with that?
0: I was, I was like, I remember when you were like, you
1: know, you wanted they, to marry me. They used to be into our jokes. Yeah. You to, love my jokes. Either that or they were just humoring us because we're so good looking. I think that had to be it. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I, some people get women on personality.
0: Yeah, we get them on looks.
1: Yeah, some people have to get him on looks.
0: Everybody <laughs> else likes us and laughs, laughs at our jokes, except for our wives. They just yeah. stand here and look at him and shake our heads. You're, you're not funny. Yeah. I, I guess, tend
1: to disagree. I guess the jokes wear thin after yeah. a while.
0: <laughs> I just tell her she has a poor sense of humor.
1: <laughs> if you're not laughing at me, your sense of humor sucks.
0: And she, unfortunately, does not find that funny either. Um, things that going on, so on Sunday, other things that I'm looking for. The Cowboys situation.
1: Yeah, and we, yeah we actually haven't touched on that. Big time. Um, trade i think i mean big time trade out of, out of the two trades that happened after in after the dynasty the cutdown, world yeah in the dynasty world that's huge i mean you get a guy that was basically just wasting away behind marshawn lynch and robert turbin really um couldn't get any playing time they they're basically saying consistency issues it's not really a talent type of thing and he's going to one of the one of the teams that has the best offensive line basically in football
0: ever hands and, down like pfs is it- they have the best offensive line. Right. So it's pretty much consensus. You're right.
1: And, and the, the two guys ahead of them haven't proven anything.
0: And I know just last week we were talking, oh, i will take Darren McFadden on there. Joseph Randall's going to start the season as a starter. Right. Which isn't horribly surprising. You're talking about a running back that averaged 6.7 yards per carry. Right. Uh, and, you know, I think, I think for me where I stand, where like I got all the Kristen Michael tweets, uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich.
1: Oh, I'm at Dynasty Matt.
0: And I said, sell. sell high. And I saw some ridiculous trades going through on Twitter for Kristen Michael. It's like he automatically went to Dallas and people crowned him the next Marco Murray.
1: Well, well, I mean, think about what that guy's been since he's been in the league.
0: A he's third been like string running back.
1: But no, when he came into the league, what did everyone think he was going to be?
0: demarco murray superstar
1: superstar amazing guy ton of potential and then he kind of just rotted away and some people started you know dropping their expectations for this guy maybe he's not going to do it maybe he's not going to do it and then boom he gets traded to dallas and now boom his, i'm back baby his, his stock just went through the friggin' freaking roof you know so i mean he's kind of like back to where he is like this folk hero of a running back that's never done anything but he has so much potential, it's, like, intoxicating. He, yeah,
0: he, I'm one of the guys that took Kristen Michael in the first round. I had two first-round picks that year. I took, uh, I think, Josh Gordon and Kristen Michael. Uh, I was never, like, overly excited right. about when Even in that draft pick, I wasn't one of those people that, like, I was kind of like, oh, man, I hope this works out. Cause I have my doubts. Right. Where is he a freakish athlete, yeah.
1: But he was a knucklehead. They Like, the coaches so He kind of, like, just had, kind of had a head case label coming in. T. West
0: style. Right. Yeah. And I mean, here my concerns are with me. The hype is so high right now, and the stuff that I've seen him go for, I'm selling.
1: If I had a good offer, I I have it because I have him in a league. I got him in a startup league uh, last year, or no, the year before. It was his rookie year. Yeah, Um, I got him in a startup league, and I would sell him if I. I'm selling. Yeah,
0: I mean, because you can get even if he pans out, you can almost get like value of what he's going to pan out. And you're talking about a guy that was just third string running back who they wanted to succeed. This is a guy that Robert Turbin beat out for a couple years in a row there so again he's had opportunity people aren't on him like they don't want him to succeed he just hasn't really put it together and he's again he's somebody he's going to a good situation but he's going to a crowded situation where honestly joseph randall's got the first crack at it now oh
1: oh, absolutely but if he falters it's
0: it's gonna go to michael because i think run dmc is not gonna be a hold up for it so if i own him I'm selling, and I'm certainly not going out there buying for what the asking price is, unless I can get like get them dirt cheap.
1: Well, that's the thing. The guys that the guys that drafted them two years ago, they they had the high expectations, and now they're like, there's no way they're selling for anything less than like the moon. You know, they See, not
0: me first round pick sold really. Oh, easily. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's all it take to get. for literally for me for Kristen Michael as an owner. I don't need any other. I don't need, any, I don't need another, you know, sparkles or sprinkles on top of my cupcake. <laughs> I just give me the cake, man. Yeah, That's all. Give me the first round pick, and he's yours. You know, right, I'm like, right. hey, okay, I spend a first on him. I'll take him back for a first because I'd rather gamble on a running back next year than Kristen Michael because I've seen Kristen Michael in the NFL and he still does He still hasn't excited me yet. There's nothing he's done. Not one thing I can think back of yet that says, "Oh man, if he just gets a chance to start." Well, you know what? I mean, when they benched Marshawn Lynch, he's had opportunity to get in there and play, and it just hasn't really come together. It has not.
1: Um, so another little aspect of that trade is uh-huh. who, I mean, Thomas Rawls. How how, much, how Yeah, how much, he's obviously had, a, you know, a pretty decent preseason.
0: One of the top guys that get asked about on Twitter. Like him and Matt Jones are like hot commodities. Right, and I mean,
1: it, I, I ended up picking up Rawls like about, two weeks ago in our dynasty league, uh-huh. just cause I kind of, I kind of sensed something coming. Like there was enough chatter that they liked him more than Michael that I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick him up. I'm, cause you know, what's the big deal? I had an open roster spot. I like just dropped some scrub off the bottom of my roster, picked him up. And I was like, you know what? If they end up either cutting Michael or getting rid of Michael, like this guy might end up actually getting some carries this year. I mean, they little, wave Robert Turbin, right? they wave injured Robert Turbin. So he goes to IR and now, I mean, they have Fred Jackson there, which, you know, I didn't see coming, obviously, but they signed him. But they must have obviously seen something they really liked in Rawls. Yeah. Because, I mean, Marshawn Lynch is no spring chicken, and neither is Fred Jackson, obviously. You mean
0: Fred Jackson's not a spring chicken? No. No. The no. guy that tied Jesus Christ's shoelaces?
1: <laughs> he actually, I think he invented dirt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People will like, they still plant flowers and food in
1: it. <laughs> You're right, Freddie Jackson. So i like, Freddie Jackson. Oh, my God. So, I mean, do they see, you think they see Rawls as, like, the future of that, of that position? Or you think it's one of those things where once, by the time Marshawn's ready to go, they'll just draft another guy? And,
0: uh, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, again, I don't try to put too much justice, like, too much. Juice into the preseason, right. and Rawls looked really good. Him right. and Matt Jones both looked really good in the preseason. But again, they're playing against less superior talent. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they, they don't scheme in the preseason as well, so he's not getting schemed for. But you know, that's where you have to start. You have, you have to look good in the preseason and get your shot. And you're a running back, so you're only one play away from getting carries. And again, this goes back to like Kristen Michael. He got beat out by Thomas Rawls.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: I mean, again, you're talking about Thomas Rawls, an undrafted free agent beat out kirsten michael so when you ask me why i want to sell right now that's another reason right Absolutely. Know. yeah you're right that's a really good point i mean you could take terrence west and put him behind the, the dallas offensive line do i think he's gonna be great
1: no no because he'll dance around back there yeah you could put bishop
0: sankey in front of the da- offensive line there i don't think he's gonna be great you could put monty ball oh. i picked up monty ball who got cut D- dagger in my heart
1: i was gonna say how did that feel
0: it, it felt like it's felt for the last year yeah
1: terrible yeah
0: Talking about a guy that I've, I was like way off on.
1: Go, Rich. Go ahead and let it off your chest. <laughs> I,
0: I wish I had some. I wish I had some sad music. Hit the sad music right now. <laughs> I don't have any. I'll I'll, I'll dub it back in.
1: <laughs> All right, sweet.
0: So yeah, I mean, it's like talking about like one of the huge. If I when I look back like through my career and playing Dynasty, when I'm old and dying on my deathbed, and my, and my 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 great grandkids are like, I hope I have great grandkids. <laughs> grandpapa Dotson, <laughs> what were your biggest misses?
1: <laughs> I'm like, well, Dexter McCluster was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. I ended up getting a golden tape right after that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you burned still. Yeah. I, know. And I was like, but you know which one's the biggest one of all to date so far? Hopefully, and hopefully this is my <laughs> biggest wish whip. <laughs> that Monte Ball.
1: That Monte Ball. That, that one time I traded Monty Ball for Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon straight, Bell up. straight up.
0: <laughs> Grandpappy, you mean Hall of Famer Le'Veon Bell? <laughs> That's the one, Grandpa. Why are you hitting me?
1: Who is Monte Ball? Yeah.
0: <laughs> just, just, just use his last name and, and then right before that, say sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. That's
0: what he does. All right. So I feel yeah, have like gotten that off your chest. Monte Ball, yeah. he's he's done. Didn't get picked up. I'd be. I mean, he'll probably get picked up some, somewhere, but it's finally safe to say you can wave Monty Ball. Yeah. I can yet. I can't. I can't, no. like, I can't go that far. You have too yet. much
1: m- emotionally invested in him, right? Oh,
0: I got so much invested. Remember, I traded Jordy. I mean, now it's not as bad now, but I traded Jordy Nelson for the pick to get Monty Ball. Yes, you did. Ugh. Ugh. It, it's an ugly in every fashion and form and way I've got. I've acquired him, but huge miss. So we're talking about Dallas, not my heart. My heart's not in Dallas. No, my heart's no, here no. in Cleveland, Ohio. That's right. And uh, I, again, if I had to own one back in Dallas, you know, last week I said Darren McFadden. I have the right to flip, flip-flop.
1: Absolutely. You can flip all you want, yeah. man.
0: You know why? Because it, it's fantasy football. You live and you learn. You know? If, you, 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 the worst thing I think you could do in, like, fantasy and dynasty is be stubborn. You know? Like, on a guy like Monty Ball. Like, I'm not cutting him because I think he's going to be, you know, wait till he's, he's going to get picked up somewhere and prove people wrong. Or, like, I said, during, like, you're trying to, like, you want to look, t- you know, you say something, and then you got to kind of back it up, and to prove it, you're going to hold on to something. Like, I said last week, like, I think I'd want to own Darren McFadden. Now, I come on here be like, oh, well, you know, because I said last week, I don't want to sound like an idiot last week. Whoa, well, I still think Darren is going to outbeat Joseph Randall because Joseph Randall's going to suck. And I'm only saying that because I said I like Darren McFadden. Well, right now, I want Joseph Randall.
1: Hey, man, flip all you want. Go ahead.
0: Well, I'm not a gymnast.
1: No, I do some tumbling.
0: I'll break my back. All right. I did a cartwheel for the first time in probably 20 years.
1: Why the hell would you do a cartwheel?
0: but My kids, man. I have kids. All right. It's a cartwheel. What's the one where you do the like just on the ground? You do a forward roll thing. Just a the somersault. cartwheel. A somersault. Okay, so I did a somersault. Ouch! Okay. A cartwheel one hurt. Yeah, it hurt.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: I'm, it hurt me.
1: Yeah, we're not as young as we used to be, man. I know, oh, look, but those little kids are made out of like rubber or something.
0: I feel I feel so fresh though. <laughs> but then I think about like NFL standards at thirty-five, about to be turned thirty-six. Like, oh, man, I'm I'm Josh I'm g- I'm Josh McGowan.
1: Glue factory. Oh, yeah.
0: hang hang them up. Yeah, so I did a, I did a somersault. Oh, boy. Nearly like died.
1: Oh, I'm glad you're still here, man. Yeah. Well, I am here. Thank, yeah. thank the Lord.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's good not to, you know, to adapt. Don't be afraid to cut bait. Again, I mean, we're always trying to get better. You know what I mean? If you if, if you have five people, nine people telling you this guy's going to be great and you should make this move, and you're like, ah, I kind of believe this, well, maybe you're wrong. It's a good <laughs> way to go about it. So, I wish I wish everybody would advise advised me back on a money ball trade. They're like, don't do it. But everybody's like, oh, that's a fair trade. No, oh, man. Sucker. Sucker. So what would you do like in Dallas? Like what's your order that like, you want to them? Um, honestly, I think Dynasty long term. Give me the give me give me an in order. Number one with the number one pick you take.
1: I would take Christine Michael, because I'm still slightly intoxicated by his skills. Kristen
0: Michael. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two.
1: Joseph Randall. Number pick three. Darren McFadden, just because I think he's because he's the last one left. He's the last one left. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah,
0: I'd go Joseph Randall, Christian Michael, Darren McFadden. I think <laughs> I know. I'd roll it out.
1: Yeah. All right. I could I could see either way, but I I think Christian Michael has just higher upside.
0: Yeah, and I, again, I mean, Kristen Michael, to me, is upside. And guys like that, I'm just selling on. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I'm just I'm cutting bait. They pan out, they pan out. I don't even feel bad about it. Again, if you have Kristen Michael, I'm out there trying to get a first-round pick for him.
1: If I got the right offer, I'd, I'd move him. Don't get me wrong, because he's just been sitting on my bench Would rotting. you take him
0: for a first? Straight up? Paul Abdul style?
1: Straight up now, tell me.
0: Would you take Kristen De- Michael yeah. forever?
1: That's like right on the Come edge guys. of my comfort level. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I didn't invest a first round pick. It was a guy I got in a Ooh, startup. So you should jump on that immediately. But, but you believe. But I, I have a little bit more belief. Like, I've just been kind of like. Yeah. Remember, remember when you,
0: before you got whatever you wanted for Kristen Michael? Yeah. And then disappeared? Yeah. And now it's back? I
1: know, I know. So,
0: you know, roller coasters go up and they go down. They I know. go up and they go down. Christian Kristen you, Michael, and you're going to be sitting here week nine and going, Damn, man, I should have sold Kristen Michael, Michael when I could have.
1: Should have got that first, man.
0: And I can just get a third. Because I, I think they're going to draft a running back. You know, I don't think any running back on the, on here is a future. I mean, okay, false. Joseph Randall's only 23. He has a chance to lock it up, too. So, I mean, again, I'm taking, I'm right. If I had to ride one, I don't really want any of them. But that's I'm the riding-
1: thing. Like, I don't really, I mean, I got, I have Kristen Michael, and that's great. Like, it's kind of like anything I got from him this year was going to be a bonus either way, because he was going to be either number three in Seattle uh-huh. or and now that he's number three right now in, in Dallas, Dallas, like, it doesn't, like, if he ends up turning out to be something in Dallas, that's great. Like, it's just, like, kind of icing in the cake. So, I mean, I, I don't really want to own any of them. still. Yeah,
0: I would trade Kristen Michael straight up for Joseph Randall.
1: Really? Yeah, I yeah. really would.
0: Again, I think he's getting first crack. They have a good enough offensive line, a good enough offense, where it's going to be really hard for Joseph Randall to look terrible. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's the way I look at it, where he's going to do enough to hold on to the job. So I think it's going to take an injury. For Michael to the surpass him, I really do. I don't. I don't think. I don't know.
1: Joseph Reynold gets you know Tony Romo killed back there. He'll be out of there. Yeah, pass. Like,
0: I didn't think about that pass protection. I don't know enough about Kristen Michael's pass protection too. I wish I'd done a little study on that before I could tell everybody about that.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm guessing some of the inconsistency issues are probably related to pass protection. To be honest, okay, but that's just a guess. That makes sense. Uh, you know.
0: Well, you want, right. want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Uh, I know. I tweeted out last week. I had some uh, inside scoop on Travis Kelsey.
1: Mm, yeah, oh yeah, the little teaser you dropped. Yeah, so I almost forgot about that.
0: I have a I have a very very reliable source when it comes to Travis Kelsey. And now this news isn't earth shattering. It's not groundbreaking. But I, I want to pass it along to you guys so you have this knowledge. Uh, Travis Kelsey's entering his second year in NFL. Right. Travis Kelsey's had five surgeries already. Five.
1: Yeah, I mean, right? th- there are people that you know go through a series of them, and you don't really hear about them.
0: Yeah, and I didn't know he had that. And I was talking, to, I was talking to my friend, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, five man." And he's,
1: i thought I had read something about a microfracture on his knee, like either right before he got into the NFL or his rookie year in Cincinnati. Yeah,
0: I mean that makes sense. I mean because, he, and here's what he said too. He said, "Travis's knees hurt him all the time, all the time." And one of the reasons he stood out now was just because of his ankle was because of his knee, too, and they want to reevaluate, reevaluate it for the, before the preseason. And now he's fine. He, it's not like this guy was telling me he's not going to play.
1: It's a pain management type of thing. Yes.
0: He said his knees hurt him all the time. He said, again, he said, quote, you know, like Travis is trying to get to a second contract and get paid. And that's what he wants. Now, everybody's trying to get their second contract and get, get paid. Right. But you're talking about a guy, guy now who's only in his second year, who's going to be heavily targeted, Whose knees hurt him all the time now at only twenty five? That does not get better. Yeah, it's rough, man. So he's somebody again. I don't think he loves playing football. He he. I'm sure he's gonna play as long as he can, but you know he's one of those guys. He's gonna he's gonna get a second contract, and it's probably gonna be it for Travis Kelsey. So what you know when I took by these by you're,
1: this you're, is and and by the way you're. It, the way you're saying that though, you're making it sound like very doom and gloom. You're 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 saying he'll play through. He's not going to be a 15 year vet. Is basically what it is. he's not going to yeah. be the next Tony Gonzalez playing until he's you know 30 something.
0: I'm selling high. I'm selling yeah. high after this year. Is right. the way I look at it is like I actually sold Travis Kelsey uh, during one of the rookie drafts this year. Now, granted, it's because I'm loaded at tight end. Right. Uh, I sold him for a first round pick, just a straight up first round pick, which I'm happy about. But I also have Gronkowski, Dwayne Allen, Jordan Cameron. I'm the, you know Max. I'm loaded at tight end in that, in that league. But, again, I mean, a guy that's had five surgeries by the time of 25 and, and, you know, his knees are hurting him all the time, I'm taking him this year. I'm going to ride him out if I if I need him. If not, I'm waiting until he does beast this year because I think he will beast. I all really right, do. I
1: totally. so do I. I'm, I on think, that, I'm on that bandwagon.
0: Yeah, I think. and then I'm selling. You should be able to get the moon for him, like, at the end of the year because he's probably going to finish his, I think the lowest he'll finish is wide receiver tight end three. I think he can finish tight end two uh but i think it's really gonna be, you know after gronk it's 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 like a 3 weight man battle jimmy graham greg olson and uh
1: greg olson greg olson wow you think he's, you're that high on greg olson this year
0: yeah who else are gonna throw the ball to i don't
1: know I, th- I just think he's gonna be getting doubled a lot i don't know i know he was top six
0: last year i don't i don't see any reason for that to go down he's a big threat i mean come on ted ginn and Corey brown
1: right they don't have to really double those guys yeah. that's my whole point They're, targets
0: you know what i mean pbr yeah. leagues i I just think he's gonna have a really good year this year. I really do. I mean, it, although there was there last year, he did really well, and he had Kelvin Benjamin against him uh, to offset of him. He was a rookie, so. But going back to Kelsey.
1: But he had, but let's go go back. He had he had Kelvin Benjamin pulling pulling uh, receiver. I mean, uh, cornerbacks off him too, and safeties over the top and stuff. They were double covering, you know, uh, Benjamin by the end of that year. So yeah, I mean, it, that why that opens things up for Greg Olson.
0: I think Greg I think Greg Olson's gonna be a top four tight
1: end this year. All right. You I I think he's very good, don't get me wrong. Um I just don't know if he's gonna be vying for the top two or three spots like you're talking Agree to disagree All right. on this one. Agree to disagree. I think I think we're really splitting hairs there anyway. I mean difference between a top three guy and a top yeah, I mean six four? guys, yeah, yeah. seven.
0: Right. I mean so go back to Travis Kelsey. I love Travis Kelsey. I do. I yeah. mean the dude's a cool dude. I mean <laughs> I was hearing some stories about him this week, and it was just cracking me up. And, he, and he's a really good, talented player coming to second year. I mean, last year, he had 87 targets, 67 receptions, 862 yards, and five touchdowns. And, me, and what I mean by second year is, yeah, second year started. starting. Starting, right. Yeah, because you, you think something about his knee. You know, and it's, it's still really good. You know, Gronk in his first year in 2010 had 59 targets, 42 catches, 546 yards, 10 touchdowns for these. Gronk. Right. You know, Jimmy Graham, 44 targets. 31 catches in 2010 for 356 yards, five touchdowns. So, K- Kelsey was already heavy
1: targeted. Well, he had five touchdowns, and no, no one else caught any nobody receivers. Else, nobody else. Did. So, I mean, he was like the entire red zone. You know. Yeah,
0: and he was in, I think he was in somewhere around the lines of, like, last year snap-wise. It was, wasn't anything... uh Crazy, but last year oh, he no. was only in on 66.3% of the snaps.
1: Yeah, they, they tapered him. in. remember uh, Fasano was taking a ton of the snaps early in the season, and then finally like, he broke out like halfway through the year, and they started playing him way more. Yeah,
0: I see him, I see him playing like 90% of the snaps this year. I see him going to catch about 1,000 yards because exit Fasano, right. exit Dwayne Bowe right. well. to our loss, <laughs> and you bring in Jeremy Macklin. Macklin's going to help Kelsey a ton because yep. they're going to they're gonna have to watch out for Macklin, not, Kel, you know, not Kelsey alone. And I think, I think, again, I think he's going to have a great year. I think he's going to have, I think he can catch 90 balls, which is a lot for a tight end, you know, right around there. Maybe it's a little, because you know, Alex Smith, I mean, we're talking to Alex Smith again. He's the same quarterback that had Vernon Davis finish in 2009, the number one t- fantasy tight end. Right. And then the very next year, finishes number three in 2010 as a fantasy tight end. Alex Smith. Does not have a big arm.
1: No, he doesn't. He loves the tight ends. He doesn't love to go, He doesn't like to go down field deep. He likes to get those guys over the middle, and that's, that's what and that's Kelsey's going to Travis Kelsey. Yeah.
0: And it also helps Jeremy Macklin, too, who's explosive with the balls in his
1: hand. Uh, balls what, in his hand.
0: Singular, <laughs> singular ball in his hand. All right. Um, again, Macklin's another guy I'm really big on this year. I think he's going to do really well. I think he's really undervalued right now. Uh, Something I would be trying to buy because I think he's still going to finish his, like, a very high end, I think he can still cracked the numbers of wide receiver one territory, but at the very least, I see him as a high end wide receiver two. And again, Travis Kelsey is in a good situation. He's a hell of an athlete. He's a big guy. But again, I'm aware I of the surgeries. Uh, it always scares me for a guy that needs hurt now because, again, that doesn't get better. I'm riding the train out. And then if I'm not a contender with him, you know, because if I'm a serious contender, I might consider riding him as the next year, too. I'd maybe try and get, like, another tight end in back from him and then, like, a, a pick. Like right. Maybe, like, a first-round pick.
1: I agree with that. I think he's going to have a huge year, though. I don't think I'd sell this year. It sounds like that's kind of like something. Depends on your team, right? Yeah, it does depend on your team. I guess my team's good, so I'm not going to sell them. <laughs> well, me too. Uh, um, so, I don't know. Wait, 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 me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quit jocking. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where my train of thought was. You just totally screwed it up. But wait, me too. Yeah, all right. <laughs>
0: what do you think? No, you're saying I wouldn't sell high now. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It depends on your team. Yeah, right. I mean, if you can win, I'm not saying sell this year. Right. But I'm saying, if you win and you win with him, I'd honestly consider not, like, in season, in the off season, as he finishes, like, he, everybody's, like, dwelling on him. Like, when the facts are right there for him, like, dude, you're, this is number two overall tight end. Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? You know, I, I kind of picked up my thought process. I mean, like, the five surgeries you know, if it's one big one and then you have like a few little cleanups afterwards, you know, those all count as surgeries, but really it's all related to one surgery and one recovery. So, I mean, you hear five surgeries and, you know, some people freak out, but I think it's one of those things where it it's it definitely going to affect him as a, on a pain tolerance level, but it, you know, for the next four or five years he could dominate the league and be fine. And then, you know, after that, then, then, you know, old man, you know, time, you know, Catches up with him and his knees start to hurt too much, where he starts slowing down a little bit, but I think he can get through it.
0: I, I do. And again, it, to me, it's one of those things where, like, okay, can I get what? Obviously, if you have no tight ends behind him, you're going to ride him to the ground. Right. But again, I, at, least, at least it's new. Again, it was enough where he told me, he's like, man, Travis is, you know, his knees hurt him all the time. And, and, and I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, give me more. You know, right. he, he started telling, he started laying this on me. And I'm like, oh, man. But then at the same time, this was a redraft league. He took Travis in the fourth round. Right, exactly. He's like, oh, f- ah, yeah. but I'm taking Travis. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So, I mean, they take that with a grain of salt. But, again, it's enough to where he's worried about it. Travis talks about it and talks about, hey, i got to you know, I gotta get to the second contract. So, he's, it's on his mind, too. Uh, he knows his body by, you know, better than anybody else. And, well, he also
1: knows the league, which is you get paid in your second contract. You don't get paid anymore in your first contract yeah. like you used to.
0: Well, I'm, I'm just saying I'm selling. All right. I'm, 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 I, I went from being like, a, like oh, I gotta, I gotta get Kelsey shares to like, now if I can afford to, I'm selling. And he's one of those players I think you get, really, you can recoup on really, really well.
1: I don't know. I'm one of those guys that I, I see a window and my team is in it right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm keeping as many of these players like Kelsey as I can. Yeah,
0: and this is more for teams that are like stuck in the middle, right. I think, and or in the, obviously on the bottom of the barrel. You know what I mean? Obviously, if you're a contender, I'm definitely saying don't don't do it but and if you do have in your contender again it's just you know it's information I had I want to pass along to you guys just so it's not you know in the back of your head so all of a sudden two years from now when he doesn't play ever again if something that happens like oh remember Rich said he had a lot of five surgeries I didn't know that
1: right 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 I just don't want people to be like oh we're advocating to sell Kelsey like he's going to like his legs about to fall off or something you know his he's, legs about to fall off sell no, that you're, shit you're, you're like selling doom and gloom man I no think no he's th- got again, some huge upside
0: it's in the right situation because i sold him for a first round pick but again i was extremely deep at tight end in the league i did it for it, and i could do it so that's what i'm saying if you have opportunity to and you can sell him like say you have Gronk and him well you should you should be selling anyways all right um let's talk about a little bit about your man that you took in the first round this year with the 12th overall pick. The guy at one time, I was saying no matter who, what, I'm taking him at
1: six. Right, I know. Doriel Green-Beckham. Doriel Green-Beckham, man.
0: God, I'm a fan of his.
1: Me too. Always
0: have been. Wish I got a share. Didn't get any shares of him.
1: I know. It's a bummer, right? Yeah. I did get a share, so I'm and not I know. all that bummed. He fell right into your <laughs> lap. <laughs> fell right in my lap yep. at number 12. It was kind of one of those picks that just kind of made themselves. He was, he was head and shoulders, you know, the best talent on the board, so I went ahead and picked him and he finds himself in a great situation now where they've only got four wide receivers and four he's one wide of them. Receivers. I don't know there are some really peculiar like roster configura- configurations right now going into week 1 that yeah, I just is. can't figure out like the Browns with two running backs.
0: And one in concussion protocol. Yeah,
1: one of them's in concussion protocol and and Tennessee with four wide receivers, only yeah. four. I and, mean and
0: here's and here's a if you already have your socks knocked off? And for like fantasy stardom, to see where you're going to sit on Dorial Green Beckham, how quick he's going to rise to stardom. He's competing with Justin Hunter, Harry Douglas, and Kendall Wright. Yeah, exactly. You know, Kendall Wright was a first round pick. Kendall Hunt, Justin Hunter was a second round pick. Uh, Dorial Green Beckham was a second round pick, I believe too. Yep. So you're talking about that guy, and then Harry Douglas, who's just kind of a wide receiver three on an NFL team, right? Uh, so the opportunity is there. I mean, really, I think the only person standing is right. Kendall Wright's going to start. He's going to be a PPR guy. He's going, be like, he's going to catch a lot of balls for not a lot of yards.
1: He's got a lot of, he's got, already got good chemistry going with um, Ariota as yeah.
0: well. and Kendall Reds, I mean, he's to be. I think he's going to be a really solid, like, he'll probably finish like a high-end wide receiver three yeah. with you know, potential to be a wide receiver two. I just don't think like, the yards are there. Like, I think the receptions will be there. I don't think the yards will be there. Uh, I don't think touchdowns would be there for him.
1: I could see him going in like the 900-yard range to maybe just like dabbling into the, the low thousands.
0: I could see that for him. If, if, him, if, it, if it works, and it's like everything clicking with him and Mariota.
1: Right. But then you got Dora Green-Beckham
0: there, and he's competing with Justin Hunter. And I, I, I like Justin Hunter. I was, I was a fan of him. Uh, I drafted him in every dynasty league I was in as a rookie. One of those guys that kind of flashes in preseason, but it never shows up in a regular season. That's the thing;
1: he, he's all potential. He's never really. He's Christian Michael, right? Yeah, you know? wide receivers, right? But <laughs> I don't even think, um, yeah, he's whatever.
0: The, yeah, his ceiling. Yeah, I'd rather have Kristen Michael yeah, than Justin he's, Hunter. He's yeah, that. I will put. I'll give you that. All right, thank you. Uh, but don't I mean, you got to be excited about the situation, right?
1: Oh, I'm big. I'm big time excited because I mean, I think they obviously have got some confidence in him, and they're they've been like kind of spitting out good things here and there about him. And how they want to try to use him and get him involved and stuff. So I think they're going to be at least, you know, getting him early on in the red zone type of thing. Cause they really don't have a big red zone threat. Delaney Walker is not the tallest of tight ends and he's probably, you know, like their, their other go-to guy in the red zone.
0: Another, another guy who probably, another guy that I'm kind of like down on, who would do better than like, if you tell me, like, Oh, this guy or Delaney Walker, I'm like, Oh, this guy. And then Delaney Walker does better.
1: <laughs> so you're saying you always undervalue Delaney Walker. Always. he's yeah. just one
0: of those guys. I like, let, always slip through the cracks. Like, he, I don't want to tell any walk. But he's
1: only like six three, six four. He's not like a bigger wide. Typical pick. tight end. Yeah, he's not like a bigger tight end. So I think obviously Doral Green Beckham's, you know, hovering in at 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 five or six foot uh, five, six foot six ish, and, and you know he can go up and get it too. Oh, he's
0: yeah. The, the way he goes over people's backs, the way right. he tags the ball and uses his size, he's a really physical receiver. Big Doral Green Beckham fan. Huge. Uh, but again, a situation you're going to watch in Tennessee. Like, how does this play out? You know, if DGB doesn't start early, I'm not worried about that at all because I think he'll buy the end. I think by the end of this year, Dorio Greenbeck will be starting for the Tennessee Titans.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a, a lock. I mean, look at just look at the competition. Who's going to keep him off the field? Harry Douglas, that guy is best in the slot. And Justin Hunter, who's proven that he really can't. It's unreliable. Yeah, he, he can't really be an every down type of player.
0: Now, granted, this is year three for Hunter, I believe.
1: So. It could it potentially could click. click. It could
0: click. Right. Now he's got a better quarterback in Justin Hunter. So, I mean, Marcus Mariota. So I'm not really throwing Hunter on the bus, too. I hope it clicks. I have Mark, Justin Hunter shares. Right. But, you know, again, the guy I'm most excited about is Doriel Green-Beckham. Absolutely. There, like, hands down. Yep. But and then if, if it does click, I mean, that'd be, that'd be great news because, I mean, a, a lineup of Kendall Wright, Doriel Green-Beckham, and Justin Hunter, to me, that seems like an ideal... Like a receiver set, you know, you got the big Dorial Green Beckham. You can have like the, you know, physical Justin Hunter, like the typical size for a nice prototype X receiver. All right, and then you get Kendall Kendall Wright as a possession receiver
1: in the slot. Yep, that, yeah. that would actually work out really well for them.
0: So if Mariota you know finds success, all there's no reason all three of those guys can't be startable for your dynasty lineup.
1: And I would imagine they're probably going to pick up some sort of veteran guy either off the waiver wire or after week one or something because. I mean, it's just kind of baffling to me that they only have four guys. Uh,
0: they're likely to be forced to at some point. Right. Eh, you know, it's one of those things. They just wait and see what's available. and You can always find a receiver. Well, after, yeah, on.
1: you know, the veterans, you know, after week one, you can sign them and then their contracts aren't, hey. um, they're not guaranteed all year.
0: You, you know, the Browns cut their fourth round pick, Vince Maley, who's on, signed the uh, Cowboys practice squad. Yeah. Who we'll, cares? We'll never see a nfl roster
1: what a scrub man yeah great I, pick
0: i had that guy i had a guy so lowly in our rookie rankings our original rankings i had vince Maley so low on the rankings of receivers and then the brown second and fourth round i bumped him up because of opportunity it's like i should never bumped you anywhere nope should have bumped you out of my rankings
1: exactly he was where he belonged
0: his hands are made of stone
1: oh and he's slow too and he's slow yeah
0: He's just, everything you don't want to have a receiver. He's just big. Yeah, that's what he is. He's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, Let's talk about now, since we're about to enter the regular season here, let's talk about a couple guys that we, oh, before we talk about a couple guys that we think, you know, we each have a guy here that we think can be a sleeper. Not only for the year, but at least for week one. Okay. Let's talk about the Atlanta situation real quick. Tommy Coleman named the starter there. Uh, more because of, you know, I think Devontae Freeman's hamstring.
1: I think that's definitely what it is. But
0: as a Coleman owner, you got to be really excited. You know, you likely took him in the first round of your rookie draft. He has the opportunity right now to kind of put himself in a position we kind of always thought it was going to be after he took Coleman as a starter and Freeman kind of spelling him on passing downs and kind of both being a 50-50 share but Coleman being that goal line back.
1: Well, uh, he definitely has a one-game audition, I think, where he's going to really – Really get a chance to show what he can do. And, you know, in the preseason, he did break off a couple of big runs, but unfortunately, the other runs that he did were all of like the one to two yard variety. Yeah.
0: Again, Coleman's not a fancy runner. He's no. a one cut, get up field runner.
1: Not, I don't, I don't you know, think he's creative at all, though. You know, no. like he's, he's not going to, if it's not blocked for him perfect, he's not going to get it.
0: He gets what's there. Yeah. Uh, if it's there, he can, again, he, he's a good runner, right. but he's nothing special.
1: I think that, and he's fast.
0: And he's fast.
1: He's really fast,
0: which is nice to have. I mean, he's going to do well in Atlanta in the dome. I think, I think he, I think him and Devontae Freeman complement each other really well. Uh, I think if it works, you'll have like a nice, almost like Jeremy Hill, Gio Bernard combo, but like it more balanced. Like right now, it's like Jeremy Hill and then uh, Gio Bernard, but I think it'd be more like balanced, kind of like what a lot of people thought, like the Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard would be.
1: I was going to say. But that's mostly because Jeremy Hill is so much better than Tevin Coleman.
0: Yeah, but, if you go, but I'm saying if you go put yourself back last year, what you kind of thought about, of like, oh, Jeremy Hill's going to be this nice pound and ground, one cut, get up field kind of guy, and then Gio's being there for the catch is still doing really well. Right. That's the, I think that's the ideal situation where it works out.
1: Well, I, I, think, I, mean, I think it'll tell a lot if he, can, if he can stay in there and block at all on third down and not make it a fool of himself and get Matt Ryan killed. I think he can, he can do more. Be honest than what you're saying right there. I think he might be able to earn some more carries. You go wax on and wax off. Yeah, but if he gets him killed, I think I think Devonte Freeman it might flip the other way.
0: Yeah, I think because they they like they what like that, Freeman. They like what Freeman, likes Freeman. They too. like
1: what Freeman does. Even you know in pass protection. I like Freeman. I know so you love I. Freeman. Yeah, so do I.
0: Yeah, you you've got a lot of us in that guy.
1: Yeah, I've got him in a couple leagues of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who are you taking? Uh, Devonte Freeman. No big deal.
0: What pick do you have? The third?
1: It doesn't matter. No. Who I'm I got him late in mm-hmm. the first round okay. both, both times mm-hmm. last year. So, draft.
0: Why would you lie to our audience?
1: Well, I did get him late.
0: Thousands of devout listeners, and you're just going to sit here and spit lies in her. No, you did take him late. I
1: got him like 12th and 10th. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. yeah, you're
0: right. I'm sorry. I was just trying to paint a bad picture.
1: 12th because I was the champion.
0: I just want people to like me more. Yep. That's how I am. I'm narcissistic. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another situation I'm, I'm I'm intrigued about. I'm Obviously, at the beginning of the season, I'm intrigued about all these rookies. You know, like, mostly the running backs. I don't expect much out of receivers. I don't expect much out of tight ends. But, you know, the, the Atlanta running situation, I am uh, kind of play uh, some close attention to. I want to see if Justin Hardy gets used in Atlanta. There. Maybe a little bit out of the slot. You know, Roddy White's a dinosaur. Him and Fred Jackson were born together for almost. <laughs>
1: Him and Fred were high fiving when they came up with the dirt concept. And <laughs> yeah, he was like, Ryan right, was a little younger." He's like, "Great idea, Fred." He sprinkled a couple seeds and was there like, "Oh my God, there's grass!" <laughs> Levi and Bell's like, "There's grass!"
0: <laughs> so um, that's another situation. I'm uh, definitely looking at the Atlanta situation as well. I'm intrigued about seeing Carlos Hyde this year. You know, former first round pick. i I want to see. I think Hyde's one of those guys that can do better. I think a lot of people are down on Hyde just because like the Atlanta, the San Francisco situation so messed up in such turmoil, I think Hyde's kind of, like, undervalued because they're going to have to run the ball there. Uh, he catches the ball well. Uh, you know, he's, he's elusive. I really like Carlos Hyde.
1: I have concerns about their offensive line. They lost a lot. They're shuffling a lot of things around.
0: It's, it's, it's one thing that hurts Hyde.
1: Right. But I still think he's going to do well enough to be a running back, too,
0: in my eyes. But I'm, think, inter- I'm interested in spying to see him be, be the man.
1: Yeah, be featured. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I want to see Isaiah Correll behind the Browns' offensive line. Uh, I want to see if he can kind of take a step forward now that he is the man and clearly the man. No, Terrence West, you know, last year the Browns were kind of rotating backs on a daily basis. Can he hold off Duke Johnson? Can Duke Johnson hold him, you know, just get, him, get his head together right. out there? Uh, oh, man. You know, it's a, that's another situation I'm kind of looking for. I want to see Melvin Gordon. I want to see TJ Yeldon.
1: I'm really, I'm really interested to see Melvin, uh, Melvin Gordon, see how he actually runs in the, in the regular season. Cause, I mean, he started off very kind of skittish. Very and, skittish. And, and, you know, I hopefully that he learned, he, hopefully he learned his lesson and he's going to just start pounding it in. Yeah,
0: and I just, I just pray because I, I, I trade up for Monty Ball a couple of years ago and then I trade up for Melvin Gordon this year. I can't have two misses in a row. That's, that's a dynasty doomer, you right. know what I mean? When yep. you trade up and you, you give away other assets to grab two running backs in a row and then they both kind of burn on you. You know, I can live with the Melvin Gordon turns out to be great. I can live with the Monty Ball situation because i got Melvin Gordon. Right. Uh, but I can't live with both. That will really hurt my team. No,
1: that'll set you back a few years, man. Yeah. That, so, that That's one of those things where you have a potential to have a gap in your, your you know, your competing team. Like, you could you could actually lose, like, two or three years.
0: Yeah, because everybody else gets older. There's, no, there's right. that fluid situation that we always talk about. You want right. to have that nice train kind of go in there. Right. Um, you almost know, want to see Stevie Johnson in San Diego well. You know, as well. I want to see if that all this kind of like chitter chatter about Stevie Johnson possibly finishes a wide receiver three. I wanna see how he's used out there. I wanna see Ladarius Green in Absolutely San Diego. Can he hold on to that job and not give it back to Antonio Gates when he comes back or at least run two tight end sets? You know, another prospect that we've been talking about for a while here that we've been waiting for, uh in LaDarius Green,
1: how does he come along? I can't wait to see Brandon Cooks.
0: <laughs> oh. oh. Talking about a guy too, like I I love Brandon Cooks, oh. man. I, I drafted him in our rookie draft last year. I tried to get him in every redraft league I'm in. Yeah. This is a guy that's already going, like, towards the end of the second round in every redraft league. I mean, every league, he's, like, one of the top receivers taken, and I think he's going to have a monster. He, I th- honestly think, and call me crazy, I think he's going to enter, like, Antonio Brown category.
1: I could, do, I could totally see that, man. I mean, obviously, Colston is, like, glue factory. I mean, Brandon Coleman is the other guy that they're, they're running out there, and he's really unproven. Really raw. Really raw. He's a and, monster of and, a guy. And what we saw of Brandon Cooks last year was nothing but amazing until he, like, broke his thumb. So, I mean. That's he not, let all rookies in receiving. Right, that's not like, yeah, exactly. That's not like a big-time injury that's going to linger or anything. He didn't lose any speed from that. Like, he's going to be doing all the same crazy stuff. In the
0: short period of time in the preseason games, I made sure to watch every snap he's played this preseason. Him. And Drew Brees have looked nothing short of marvelous yeah. together. Mm-hmm. The Drew Brees is is quite possibly the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. He throws a beautiful ball. Him and Cooks look fan. They're on the same page. Dropping dimes. Man. Yes, right in the basket, man. I mean, it looks beautiful out there. Mm. If you're a Brandon Cooks owner, you got to be ecstatic. He again, he's one of those guys that like I would love. Now I do have him in our league, but he's something like I would try to get just to see what the price tag is. Like, right. what do I have to give up my team? to get Brandon Cooks, and obviously it's going to be really high. But again, if he turns in Antonio Brown, it doesn't matter what you pay because it's not going to be enough.
1: you got a deal. right? Yeah.
0: Now, you can't get Cooks for cheap, but again, we always talk about guys that we're like, oh, well, we know they're good, Rich, but guys that right now when you buy them now, even though you give up a lot, will look like a deal a year from now. I think Cooks should be one of those guys, and I'm glad you brought him up too because I'm extremely excited to Uh, see
1: him. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that.
0: Like if I win the Dynasty Dynasty League this year, it's going to be good because they have Le'Veon Bell, Rob Gronkowski, and Brandon Cooks. Like that—that's a—that's th- your trifecta
1: right there. That's my
0: trifecta, and yep. you know, to win a league, you you got to have a nice, solid trifecta. Oh yeah, you know, and then a bunch of good role players as well. Yep. But that's going to be my those are going to be my guys to kind of get me there, and carry uh-huh. me through the league. Yep. So yeah, another guy that I'm really excited about seeing. Now I know we were talking about saying when we walked in, no planning. You know, obviously we've gone through the whole year. It was like, all right, who's who's not maybe. I know now from here on out, the rest of the year, we're going to talk about guys. We want every episode. We're going to hit on a guy that we think is a sleeper for the week, a guy that we think he should sell high on for the week. And uh, another guy, another thing was, I couldn't remember. You know what? I, this is the third time I forgot what the other thing was. Sell high, sleeper of the week. And there'll be something else, too. All
1: right. There'll be something else.
0: I have to go back and listen to it because I, I forgot again. And uh, right now, there's nobody to sell high on. No. Well, actually, no. We gave you our sell high on, kind of. Chris and Michael, if you can.
1: Yeah, get rid of him. Yeah.
0: His his leg's about to fall off.
1: (laughs) You're starting to confuse stories on me now.
0: So, but uh, let's talk about sleepers. One of my sleepers for week one here, uh, and I think we both kind of agreed on both of them because we both had the same guys pretty much. And my first guy is Danny Woodhead.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Another guy I I targeted heavily in all my redraft leagues. Goes back to Melvin Gordon who can't pass protect. Uh, Looks skittish. Rookie. Game one. Danny Woodhead's going to get good usage in game one. He's going to catch a good amount of balls. Probably a guy that you might be able to start, honestly, as a running back to all year long. Uh, I won't be use the same guys as sleepers every week, but he might, you know, I think he's not, I think very quickly he won't even be a sleeper, Danny Woodhead. Uh, somebody that I, I love this year. I think you're going to be able to start this week, week one. If you're, like, say you have like a TJ Yeldon or if you have Melvin Gordon, maybe you feel more comfortable putting Danny Woodhead in there. Until week two, you know, and those guys kind of blow up. Don't worry about it. I think because Woodhead will give you enough where it's nothing crazy. Right. I think Woodhead could score a touchdown this weekend easily. I could see he that. He's a knack for the end zone. He
1: definitely does. And he's going to be in there catching passes and stuff. I mean, he's going to be doing the things that a rookie can't, which is, you know, being in there on third down. And, and you know, he can get it between the tackles, too, without any hesitation, like we've yep. seen from Gordon. So um, I think they're going to try to use him. I think, obviously, Phillip Rivers probably trusts him more in all those kind of situations. Agree. So I think he's going to see the field a little bit more than uh, Gordon, week one especially.
0: So that's my sleeper for week one. We'll always do the sleepers at the end of every episode. So if you, do, if you don't want to listen to the whole, sh- whole show, always go to the end of the episode and you grab our sleepers for the episode.
1: But you should probably listen to the whole show. Yeah, well, for sure. <laughs> all right. So. You're telling people not to listen to the whole show? I think that was you, my friend. Oh, don't listen to me.
0: Listen to Matt. He knows what he's talking about.
1: Um, so the other guys we, we really wanted to kind of talk about was um, Eddie Royal coming into week one. Yeah. Right? Which is, I mean, obviously there was high hopes for Kevin White coming into the season. And then, you know. Puppy pup. Yeah, he's on the pup. So he's going to miss the first six weeks of the season.
0: Alshon's been banged up already all,
1: all year. Alshon, yeah. He's, he's finally going to start practicing and stuff. Um, or he did start practicing, excuse me. But I mean, he really hasn't been part of the team for the past like two or three weeks with whatever calf, mysterious calf injury that they won't tell us about um, went down. So no comment. Yeah, exactly. No comment. Eddie Royal has been obviously he has a, a rapport with um, Cutler. Cutler going only back caught
0: ninety one receptions his rookie year right, with Jay Cutler.
1: Exactly going back to his rookie season. So you know that can be kind of his go to like safety blanket. I think coming in here for Week One.
0: Completely agree. Another guy that I. Him and Danny Woodhead, who are both our sleepers, are guys I own in just about every redraft league I did. Uh, two guys I tried to make sure I got on my roster that you can get that you'll probably be able to start, but you drafted in Dirt backup, ter- yeah, yeah, backup way in.
1: T- territory, right, way at the end of the draft. Uh,
0: um, well, actually, you no. Know, Danny Woodhead went like I took him pretty much in like the sixth, seventh round, right around there. Really, most drafts were around there. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean he. Huh? I, I was like, I have my own rankings, but then ESPN had them ranked pretty high, too. And that's where, like, everybody in the draft says that ESPN printout. Uh, but Eddie Royal, yeah, later, you know. Right, absolutely. Uh, but I did draft Eddie, Danny Wood as my third running back, but somewhere around there, like seven, somewhere around there. Hmm. Yeah, Eddie Royal, like you said, the report, Cutler is there. And this isn't a hype train now that's because, oh, Kevin White's out and Alshon's hurt. They've been preaching Eddie Royal. He was a star of mini, you know, mini camp, he was a star of
1: training camp. Yeah. They've been preaching his name this entire time. It goes back, you know, pretty much from day one since he signed there that, that they really obviously have a good connection. So, I mean, I think he's he's trustable in week one as a sleeper.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then last year, I mean, I know in week 16, if you start him in your championship game, he had 10 catches, 94 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, week thirteen he had nine catches, eighty one yards, and a touchdown. There was a span there uh early in, early in the year, remember when o- Eddie Royal was hot for like oh, a couple games. Hot. Yeah. yeah, he had like he had four catches, eight forty two yards, uh two touchdowns, week three. Then he had five catches, hundred and five yards, two touchdowns week four. We're like, oh man, look at Eddie Royal. Everybody's like jumping to grab Eddie Royal. Then he almost he didn't do it like a whole lot. He gave you double digit points like week twelve, week thirteen in a row. He finished a year not he didn't have a whole, terrible year. Sixty two catches, seven hundred and seventy eight yards. And seven touchdowns last year. That's not terrible.
1: Especially for the role he was in. You know, like he wasn't starting. In San Diego, year. yeah.
0: I mean, so now he's going to a role where he's going to start. Right. He's got a good report with the quarterback. He knows what's going on, and they're going to rely on him. I mean, it's him and Martellus Bennett until, you know, Alshon's 100%. And then I, then Alshon's getting double, not Eddie Royal.
1: And Marquise Wilson, you know, hasn't really done much either.
0: Yeah, he's one of those guys that was kind of like a dynasty, with like. Ooh,
1: dynasty it, darling yeah and in, like most
0: darlings kind of fall by the wayside yeah but you know those are guys you watch and you, the the reality of it is in dynasty a lot of the a lot of these guys were looking at like these deep stashes that we give you you know when 70 of them are gonna burn out they're gonna fail
1: either that or they're gonna be depth guys that you're just like sitting on all the time yeah. you barely ever start them and but some of them are gonna pan out. Some oh, are gonna
0: be those CJ Andersons, Charles, so Charles those Johnsons. Charles Johnson's, yeah. Alfred Morris. Yep. You know, those kind of guys. They're gonna turn into those, but not all of them. And I think that's where Wilson kind of fits. Yep. You know and I mean yeah. they would have drafted Kevin White and Alshon Jeffery. Right. Uh yeah. when they had Wilson the whole time. They're just And then in bring it. In Eddie Royal and build him up. You know, right. they would have tried to put Wilson in there. I think Wilson is what he is. Right. I Somebody you'll never start on your fantasy team. Yep, I agree. So I love the Eddie Royal pick. They said When you sat down and you said Eddie Royal, I was like, Yes, me too.
1: Yep, yep. It was a meeting of the minds, Richard.
0: Yes. So Eddie Royal uh, and Danny Woodhead.
1: Danny Woodhead. Are two
0: sleepers for week one.
1: Deion Lewis wouldn't be a bad one. We mentioned him earlier as Deion well.
0: Deion Lewis is another guy. Um, more of a watch right now. I don't feel comfortable starting. But I do like the, I like the starts of Danny Woodhead and Eddie Royal this, this, for week one. He's, they're my sleepers who I'm saying, if you're looking for somebody and they're on your roster and you're kind of like questioning about anybody at all, Put these guys in your roster and you'll be happy. I think so. Um, Got to give a big shout out to our co-host. Oh, yeah. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. If you were wondering why at Dynasty Nerd Mike was not here today.
1: Something kind of big happened in his life.
0: Yeah, we uh, we should have said in the beginning of the episode.
1: Yeah, we should have.
0: F- we were too pumped by that music. I know. Uh, but at Dynasty Nerd Mike had a baby. Woo! Had a baby girl.
1: Congrats, Mike and Laura.
0: Yeah, Mike and Laura had a little baby. If you want to tweet him a little congratulations. So we don't know when Mike will be back. Yeah uh because he's got a newborn baby yeah so
1: we'll yeah. hold down the fort until yeah. he's ready to come back
0: i talked to him today on the telephone mm-hmm. we were talking about the whole process and everything and baby talk and all that and i was like you know i was like uh
1: you're like goo goo gaga
0: pretty much yeah <laughs> he, he he finally knew what i was talking about yeah, exactly uh but i told him I was like, hey man whenever you're ready to come back we're you know we'll be ready for you i'll, I'll touch basically next week uh might not be next week and, yeah. you know we'll figure out maybe he'll do a couple of shows by by a remote yeah, I mean, uh, as well, we'll get him back on as soon as possible. But if you're going to be wondering where Mike is uh, lately, I mean, he, who knows when we will be back? Yeah. But it's because he just had a baby. Girl. And if he
1: doesn't answer your questions, it's because he's exhausted because he just has a newborn.
0: Yeah, um, we can't wait for Mike's whole world to turn upside down. <laughs> first kid is, is his first kid.
1: It is his first kid. I've
0: got 2 matt Man's got two.
1: Yep. Mike's first. Yeah.
0: And Mike's one of those guys that's really meticulous with his schedule. Like he has like, Mike's one of the guys, If you have a friend that like they live by a schedule in life.
1: That's Mike. That's to Mike. Two a t.
0: Two a t. It's like yep. okay, it's four o'clock. I, Mike does this every day at four o'clock. he yep. does you know, this every. Mike lives his life by a schedule, and I told him before, I was like, "Man, you have this kid. You take that schedule. Take that schedule and burn it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: light that thing on fire. Because yeah. guess what? You're going to be wanting to go somewhere, and that kid's going to poop, and it's going to be everywhere, and you're going to have to yeah. clean up crap everywhere.
0: I had my first kid uh, five and a half years ago. Five and a half years ago, I used to do so much more fun stuff. Oh man. Oh, it was so fun. Yeah, I have yeah. fun different ways. The
1: good old days. Yeah, you
0: know, today we had a battle royale. Yeah, nice. I pinned my kids against each other. We had a battle five rounds. A dollar. Whoever won each round was a dollar. The oldest had to shove the t- the youngest off the rug. Wow. The youngest had to tackle the other one at the knees and pull him down. This
1: is like bum fights with infants. Yeah, pretty much. It was like
0: <laughs> fight. I looked at my wife I'm like fight, baby fight club. <laughs> uh, the the oldest won three to
1: two. Nice. Coached him up. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. You know, nobody got hurt. Yeah, no bloody lips or. Yeah, I was. Black gonna eyes lie, you know. or-
0: my youngest grabbed his little battle axe, and I'm like, no, no, no
1: weapons. <laughs> I'm like, you are
0: younger. You are only three.
1: Matt, yeah, kid fights. It's a tough, he's a tough three-year-old, though.
0: I should have got on my video camera and started to yell out, world star. <laughs> yell it out. <laughs> now he had to jump on his head. So, yeah, but that's Mike. Uh, congratulations to Mike. Congrats, we're really happy but, for him. Congrats, uh, And Congrats. And, again, we're happy for week one. Starts tomorrow.
1: Can't so wait. So
0: good man. luck to everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with loads to talk about. We'll um, be back with our sleepers. I think. Our sell um, highs.
1: Yeah. I was going to say the uh, Thursday night games, remember, they usually suck. But this is the first game of the season. So it shouldn't, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be affected by that. Yeah. So, it, it,
0: it, does, it does not suck when it's the first game. Right. And when the Browns play.
1: Throw your normal Thursday, you know, Thursday night game bias out the window because it is the first game. They're all pretty fresh and ready. Yeah, to go. they're prepared. Yep. for This
0: one. It's pretty safe to say. Um. If you want to support the site or the podcast, obviously, if you want to get on the site and support us that way, by just going to the site every single day, we did bring on a load eight new writers. We're putting out content on a daily basis. Um, yeah, yeah. The articles on there have been tremendous. I'm um, really happy with the content we've been putting out there. Uh, we just had ADP go up today.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man.
0: So we now at, you follow at Dynasty Tommy. Uh, if you're interested in doing Dynasty mock drafts, make sure you follow at Dynasty Tommy on Twitter because he's doing mock drafts.
1: He just sends all those out
0: yep year long we were like you need a new job for the site man he's like what do you want me to do i'm like i just want you to do mock drafts baby
1: no big deal man all just day sit there long. and draft all day
0: he's like when i'm like 12 months a year <laughs> four times a year yep so if you're interested in just having a good time which i everybody likes to mock draft uh make sure you follow him and let him know you're interested in doing some mock drafts we're going to do those all the time and you can see the ADP and the results of those mock drafts on the website
1: and it's i mean it's one of those things where it's really great practice and, and the more you do it the better you get in, you know you don't get those draft day jitters or anything like you know, you think you're you're missing out here. You you almost come into it knowing how things are gonna fall once you've done a bunch of these drafts.
0: And the best and not only that is what I like about doing mock drafts too, and looking at ADP, it shows you true value exactly. of a guy. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You can look at rankings all you want, but it's the ADP value that kind of really Shows you where these guys are going, who's who's jumped up, Who's skyrocketed, you know, Ooh, sell high. Look at this ADP compared to this month, compared to last month.
1: Right, yeah, because I mean, you look at our rankings and we do composite them over, you know, the the six guys or five guys or however many guys are ranking them, and you get you know an average of all of ours. But when you do an ADP, it's an average of you know all of your peers as well. Exactly,
0: right? and know. most people are living by the moment. You exactly. know, like Chris
1: and Michael's gonna go a
0: lot higher right now than he did last month. Right, so it's kind of like. It's good to follow. Like our rankings, you know, Kristen Michaels not really jumping up my rankings really much here. Right. But the ADP is going to jump
1: significantly, which shows his value.
0: And it's going to show you sell. Maybe I can sell high here, right. and or buy low. So ADPs are really good. Like when I think of anytime I do my buy low. Uh, sell high kind of comparisons. It's, that's what I'm kind of looking for. You know what I mean? I'm kind of looking at like, oh, where the, where's the ADP on this guy right now?
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's why you can gauge like, oh, this guy, this guy's value is way too high right now. It's time to sell.
0: Yes. Yep. So, and you can get all that information on the site, DynastyNerds.com. Make sure you check out our forum. A uh, lot of interaction on there with the forum with trades advice, sit and start kind of advice along those lines as well. So DynastyNerds.com, make sure you get on there. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter and you got any questions all about Dynasty Fantasy Football or Fantasy Football in general, hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich.
1: I am at Dynasty Matt.
0: And I am excited to say uh, tomorrow we will be watching football. Oh, man. And the season's upon us. So are this you, is the first step. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready too, man. So let's get it started. Uh, we'll be back next week with... Uh, talking about how we did, what we learned and how we move forward. Uh, again, this is the, this is the beginning of the season. We have a long way to go to the championship, but to be here before we know it. Exactly.
1: So. These first couple of, these first couple of weeks too, you do this is where you really learn who's going to be who. I mean, it it gets kind of goofy in the first week or two. Guys you think are going to produce aren't going to produce and and stuff like that, but once you get through about week two or three, you start to really get a feel for all and these things. And don't players. jump
0: to conclusions. Right. How many people with Damaris Thomas last year jumped to conclusions because right. he started off so slow and then he finishes one of the top receivers last you year? You got to get through
1: the first two or three weeks. Yes. The weather the storms here. Don't, don't, don't panic. Don't panic. Yeah. yeah. And if you start
0: 0-3, it's not the end of the world.
1: Nope. It's not the end of the world. You easily
0: build it, come out of that. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, we'll know about it more next week. Uh, until then, enjoy the week. Enjoy the games.
1: Good luck, everybody. Out and, there. of
0: course, as always. Go Browns. Go
1: Browns. <laughs> Whee! Oh, boy. Ready, set, putt
0: Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insights. And follow us on Twitter at DynastyNerds.